I'd like to thank our sponsor, Brandon Moyer of Made to Be Clean Cleaning Services. They use low toxic cleaning solutions to make your home or office clean and healthy. Made to be clean, your hive, our purpose. 484-509-7197. From real estate to real life and everything in between, the Brad Wiseman Show. And now your host, Brad Wiseman. Wow, wow, wow. We have a great show lined up for you today. This is going to be really exciting for me uh, because there's a person that actually got me into doing podcasts. And I met this person, oh my gosh, it's probably 10 years ago, whatever it is. And she... I remember her talking to me saying, Hey, you know, you should, you should do this podcast and you know, this is what we're going to do. And I remember thinking to myself, what the hell is a podcast? And she told me, and then she said, what we do on a podcast, you know, you, you talk about stories and things like that. And I was like, okay. And I winged it and went for it. And now I'm doing this uh, once a week, Thursdays at 7 PM, which is pretty amazing. I have to introduce you to this person because she uh, means a lot to me. And if I wasn't, if I didn't meet her, I wouldn't be doing what I am here today, right now. Tony Reese, how are you doing? I am great. And Good. I am happy, happy, happy to be here and very happy for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Very much so. So, yes. Yeah, so how long has it been? 10 years? No, I think it's been longer. Is it longer than yeah, 10 years? I, well, you know what's funny? Yeah, because Catherine's 11. So I always use my children as, as ways. Yeah. And I think she was probably, it was probably around the time she was born. It was. Actually, you know what? It was because the one of the first podcasts I did for How You Show Up, I, read, I listened to those recently just to see how I've grown yeah. as, a, as a host. And because it's always nice to look back and go, okay, what did I sound like 10, 11, 12 years ago? And I did say on the one podcast that I'm a new dad and getting not getting enough sleep is has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's been 11 years. So 11, 11 12 years. years. Yeah. That's amazing, amazing right? It is. And you don't look a day older. <laughs> <laughs> and she lies. And she lies. She's she's never been good at lying either. Because nope. she couldn't even look me in the face no, when she I said couldn't. it. And she my had face to look feels away. Now too. Yeah, because you lied. Okay, yeah. She's like, you're old, you're losing hair. I didn't say that. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'm so glad that I did that first podcast. Yeah, me too. Because I didn't know what I was getting into. And you made me feel real comfortable with doing it. And I have to say, you know, that you have the, you know, how James Brown was what the godfather of soul, I think it was. I'm looking at you as being the queen of podcasts. In Berks County. In Berks County. (laughs) No, not even just Berks. I got to tell you. You started doing podcasts. We talked about it before we went live. 15 years ago You th- is around when it was. I think so, yeah. Hugo, podcasts were not popular 15 years no, ago. No, no. Right? No, they were not. I didn't know what they were. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't either. You didn't, and you said that to me when we were talking before we went live. So you didn't, when you heard the first thing about a podcast, how did that happen? Well, we wanted to tell the stories of people in the community. So yes. we had to find a way to do that. And podcasting was just breaking into the scene. Okay. My oldest son, Jesse mm-hmm. was in the music is still in the music yeah. business. And so he had all this like really fancy equipment that we sure. didn't know how to use. Yeah. I remember that. And he set the studio up. Well, actually Craig pool went into the crown mm-hmm. and he's, he was a GM at the crown at that time. I said, I want to do storytelling for nonprofits because we had just met. He goes, we'll do it here. I said, do yeah. it here. He At the goes, Crown Plaza. Storytelling for the for yeah. nonprofits. So we ended up in a hotel room I inviting remember. people to a hotel room. That was weird, by the way. Yes, the first time I went weird. there, I was like, okay, what is yep. going on here? Room I'm going to a hotel. Yeah, going to a hotel room. <laughs> 
to do a podcast. That's right. You know, that's right. It was a great. It was part of the story. We actually did video casting in yeah. there. We did podcasting. It was just a way, and we we really evolved because the most important thing was not the tool to get mm-hmm. it out there, right? But to have people feel brave enough and worthy enough because a lot of people did not feel that their story was worthy to tell. You know, and that's what I think it has really changed. When when I first heard you talk about podcasting and, and going into something, thinking who's listening to this, you know, or who's the what's the audience, you know? And what you find out about podcasting or what you, you realize is that everybody's the audience mm-hmm. and everybody it tends to, it seems like people tend to attach to certain people that they like to listen to every week. And it's because a message can be told in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new under the sun, but sometimes the way you tell it compared to the way I tell it will be received different to different people. Sure. You know, do you understand? Does that sure. make sense? You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's what I think is very unique about the whole podcasting thing. And you did a great job because you were telling a ton of stories. How many stories or podcasts did you have going on at one time? Uh, well, we were shooting about 80 in in the prime of it all. I think we were producing 80 shows a week. That's incredible. Yeah. And at the end of the tenure, uh, we produced about 8,000 community stories. Wow. That's incredible. Different. So it started out with nonprofits, then it went to individuals, and then we created our own, you know, content. Yeah. Um, we did some of my favorite were we did a whole series with um, the Highlands was one of our biggest sponsors. Oh, I remember watching some of those. Gosh, those were, were amazing. Yeah, Talk were. about what the, what was it called? People Chronicles or what? what yep. Yeah, People Chronicles. The platform was called the People Chronicles. Yep. And, um, it was just a digital, it was a website mm-hmm. and that's where we hosted our audios first yep. and then we evolved to video. Um, and then you created two products, yeah. right? So you could market your audios in the podcast world yep. and then market your videos in the, you know, and on YouTube and create yeah. those channels. And, and then whoever, you know, wanted, if, if someone was going to use that service then they would use it for their own marketing strategy. Yeah. yeah. So, but some of the best stories we told, um, you know, it was life lessons. It was life lessons from seniors, life lessons from immigrants, veterans, yeah. um, nonprofits. I remember one of the coolest things that that ever happened, and it happened a lot, was that we would have a guest come in and they would be so nervous. Yeah. And and I remember this woman looked at me and she said, I, my story's not worth telling. Mm. And I said, oh, no, it is. It's an amazing. And so you kind of coax them along. Mm-hmm. And she had tears in her eyes when she left. And she said, I never realized the value of my story. Mm. You can't. That's it. Yeah, it's awesome. Isn't that it? I mean, yeah. that's it. Well, it, it helps self-worth, um, yeah. everything. I mean, and it is true that everybody does have a story. They do. You know, and, and that's kind of what I try to do on the show now. It's Even though it's about real estate and a lot of times, but now it's kind of evolving into other things besides real estate. I try to find those stories. I try to find those fun things that are in there, you know, um, because, you know, Especially like when I look at real estate, anybody can say, okay, I'm a top producer, this, whatever. And that doesn't interest me anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, What interests me is what's behind the top producer. What, what makes the top producer tick? What, what is, what is it? And a lot of times there's a, there's a common thing that you see that people that are successful or that are doing really well in their lives, both business and personal, there's a common denominator a lot of times with those. And that's kind of neat to see too. So yeah, I, and I think I seriously, I think I wrote down here way ahead of your time. 
Mm. No, it, I, I really think so. 15 years ago, I don't think, I mean, storytelling was just not out there. Was there a way that you told stories before podcasts? Absolutely. My background was in quality and then workforce development when yep. I started my own business, which was close to 40 years ago. Yeah. And so when I stepped out on my own, my job was to entice mm -hmm. and influence people to be able to tell their story of work. Mm. So tell me what you do and how you do it. And that was important because a lot of people kept that information in their head yeah. because that was their job security. Oh, so so funny, it was, right? they were, that's what they were expert in. And so I had to coax that story from them. And so to listen to them that way, to get that information from them and then to hear their backstory and get to know them. Mm. And it just, you know, for me, it's, it's just a common denominator. Everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. And I learned from so many people. And I was, I think, Brad, the best thing about it in that part of my career was that I was so inspired yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's cool. And, and you know, it's great segue because you did something called um, Get Inspired Project, mm -hmm, I believe. Mm -hmm, yep. And that was back in 2009, I think is what it says on here. Talk to me about that because that was pretty, pretty amazing. It was a cool project. Yes, it really it was. So I, you know where that came from? No. Did you ever see the movie Julia, Julie and Julia? Yes. Okay. So she was going to That was the, learn. With, with Julia, um, the, 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 the chef. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, it was, it was, I don't remember who was in it anymore, but she was going to cook or try to learn a recipe a day yes. out of Julia yes. Child's cookbook. Yes, absolutely. I love the concept. Great movie too. So that morning, um, after I watched the movie, I woke up and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to post an interview a day for 365 days. Wow. And so how do you get that many interviews, right? It's a lot. So I came up with the same four questions and everybody got asked the same four questions and they were basically, you know, what inspires you? How do you teach? What inspires you? What do you need to learn? Those types of things. Yeah. And so you would interview one person and because of the work that I had done, I yeah. had done some international work. So yep. I knew people all over the world and I, one person, I said, can you give me five referrals? And uh, interesting. so that's how we did it. I did it by phone. No fancy 2009. There was no fancy equipment. The wow. interviews were all done on, on. So you recorded it was, off the phone. It was, I think it was like free conference line. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can record them from yeah. there. And, um, I interviewed people, the, the CEO of Sprint to who was the famous Rudy, the football oh, is that guy. The, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah. not good with sports. So no, he was like a really don't, don't famous sports, football. Rudy. I think there was a Rudy yeah, guy. There was a yeah. movie made yeah. after yeah. him. Yeah, I know. Who you yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, I interviewed him. I interviewed um, people that were mediums to people that had battled cancer to just, I mean, it was, it was, and I, I posted one a day. The last interview mm -hmm. that I did was uh, Jesse and Madison. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So Jesse was in. And those are your children. My, yeah, my, so, two yeah, sons. my two sons. Jesse was in England touring at that time. And Matt, so he called in from England and Madison was at Bloomsburg at college. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And I asked them the same four questions. Interesting. And that was the last interview of the Get Inspired Project. And, and it said that what I read is that 3.9 million people were following the project online. Yeah, it was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But what a great uh, experiment in, in a way, you know, to see, to, to do that. And I thought that was cool. Now you did something kind of like that then also with the People Chronicles, you were doing something kind of like that too, where you would bring people on, ask questions and stuff like that, right. which well, is 
Those were the life lessons. Yeah, the life lessons, exactly. And then, you know, yeah, they it was the same design for veterans or immigrants or you know, and, um, you know, my ride and die partner was Gami Nieves and of course, yeah. he, he was awesome. I can't tell you, we would listen to people's stories or I would ask them questions and we had a pact and it was like, you, you cannot cry. Yeah, it's and hard. I used to stick my thumbnail into the palm of my hand to not, to not cry yeah. because these people were amazing. And I remember you telling me some of those and some of the stories were, were pretty amazing. Oh, they were. Yeah. I remember you bringing up some of them saying, Hey, you got to listen to this story. This is, yeah. this is a moving story. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't my story. No, it's not I yours. was just the facilitator. Yeah. Well, you pull it out. You, you know, that's the thing about, you know, sometimes stories need to be drawn out of people. And I mean, that's, and that's what you're good at doing, obviously. And you did, yeah. so you did before. So you did business coaching, you did all that I stuff because you were in England for a little bit. I was. Yeah. And yeah. you actually lived there and had a business there. Well, no, I didn't live there. I commuted. Oh, commuted. Yep. By car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you Ubered. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Yeah. yeah chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you were, you were over there a lot though. Yeah, I was, I was there twice a month. And, and what were you doing there? Uh, the workforce development work that I did here in the States, I worked with a franchise here in the States that also had locations over in England. That's where it started. Okay. So we, I, I met two individuals there who were just amazing. And we formed the People Academy UK. Mm-hmm. And we took all of our material, brought it together, put it live and yeah. we demonstrated it and sold it to practitioners all over the world. And mm. it was um, amazing. Yeah. Because it was quite something to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so that kind of was, that's the, that's where you get some of the background of all this stuff. It kind of like, yeah. it's been kind of growing and everything. So let's go into, so the people Chronicles then was in 2010. That's when you started that. And I wanted to talk about that. We had, we had a show that we did for a while, We did, which I, which was so fun. Uh-huh. And it was called, here's what's happening. Yep. Here's, Here's what's happening. And that was with Robin Jones, yep. uh, who was on the show and Gami Nieves. So I got to get him on the show yet you too, do. at some point. You yeah. Do. Actually, I got to get it to a point where we can all be here, yeah. but it's tough to fit us all in because it's not that, <laughs> not that big of a studio here. So let's go into um, what you're doing now. So COVID hit. COVID right? hit. And what, what was COVID? I don't, I don't know what you mean. I, I was just this small little <laughs> this pandemic. Little, this little pandemic thing. Yeah. COVID hit. And then, so what happened then? So I turned 60 okay. at, back then. Okay. And, yeah. uh, so uh, <laughs> don't do the math. Yeah. Don't do so the math. way back then I turned yeah. 60. Yeah. And uh, COVID hits. And I had been in the business for 38 years or so. So I closed the business down because yep. nobody wanted to do podcasting during COVID. I mean, nope. everything stopped. Yep. So then I have been friends with Craig Poole, who is the president of Renning Hospitality Management and the GM over at the Doubletree. Yep. He and I have been friends for 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and I've, d- I've done business coaching with him. So he said, come work at the hotel. And I was like, no, I don't know. And he said, yeah, come work at the hotel. So I went there as a subcontractor. Three months later, I was an employee. <laughs> Only that Craig. worked well. As only Craig can do. You really do. held off there. Yeah, I did, man. I held my ground. <laughs> As only Craig could do. So <laughs> true. That's right. If you know Craig Poole, you yep. understand. Yes. But you know what? Uh, what a way for me in the twilight of my career yeah. to work for this awesome individual, oh, yeah. you know, and Craig Poole and his legacy. And so what I do is organizational development work and people development. Yeah. So it's help him maintain the culture that he's worked his entire lifetime mm. to put in place. So to help that 
maintain yeah. and and to be there as a coach for the employees uh, so that the rest of them can work on the external guest and I can work on the internal people. Amazing. Yeah, it's a very cool job. And and, and don't do you think that what you're doing to work on the the internal, okay, mm-hmm. that then obviously goes out to the external. Well, of course. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, they, yeah, it's like, and they always say like, you know, however your boss treats you is how you're going to treat the, your customers, Yep. you know, cause that's just the way it is. So you can always tell if, if the owner's a jerk, then <laughs> typically the people that work for them treat the people right. like a jerk. Right. And yeah. when you're doing people development, you have to understand people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to listen. You have to be able to understand where they are. You have yeah. to meet them where they are. Yeah. And so again, storytelling just goes with me everywhere I go. And then people tend to, when, when people know that you, care um you know about what they're doing it makes it so much easier to work with them mm-hmm. you it know it, it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible so you're liking it there i am yeah so am. also one of the other things um is your habit you i know you have some health issues yes and i just want to touch on that a little bit because i was listening to a podcast you were on um you know within the past year or a year ago whatever mm-hmm. it was and I, I something that hit me was was you said about being your own advocate mm-hmm. and i say this all the time and this is not to bust on the medical field or whatever it's just it's just something that i think it's good to know you you're having some some health issues what what is what is it that you're going through if you don't mind sharing And then talk about maybe a little bit about the path you've been on with it. So this was two or three years ago now. Um, I was hit with, um, I just was losing mobility Yeah, and it wasn't getting any better. So there was weakness in legs and arms and I couldn't figure out what that was. So long story short and a very, and during COVID trying Mm. to get any diagnosis during COVID or being diagnosed with anything during COVID was a nightmare. So I'm going to, Back up a second. Yeah. The reason I have no problem sharing this story mm-hmm. is because a long time ago, I had someone say to me, you know, you ask people to be so brave mm. to share their story. Would you please share yours mm. and be that brave? And I thought, mm, got you there, didn't mirror they? up to my face. <laughs> yeah, and yes, right. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, well, it helps people. It Well, if it does, I mean, that's people. wonderful. Yeah. But uh, so... I had a couple of biopsies done and it showed this rare genetic disease. It's called lipid storage disease. It's a metabolic disease. There is no research on it whatsoever. Hmm. And um, through a series of doctors, um, I am now hooked up with this one neurologist and he's, he's a young guy and he's like, there is no cure. There Mm. is no treatment. You will lose mobility. You will end up in a wheelchair. Um, It will impact other muscles because it's a muscular metabolic disease. Mm -hmm. And I, but we don't know when. So I am like, okay, well, I'm just not going to deal with that diagnosis. So my path now is to advocate for let's work on the things that are working. Let's work on muscles that, that need to be strengthened. Let's do baselines on the muscles that, that I know where everything is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to just succumb to this, right? I just, I'm just not. So, um, it's, I've had to advocate with insurance companies, with doctors. I've had to research metabolic industries within hospitals. I had one test that was done, a genetic test, and they wanted to bill me $25,000 for the test. 
And I happened to be on, I was on for two hours with a rep from my insurance company. And this woman stayed with me as we went down a rabbit hole on what it would cover and what it wouldn't. And here there was a little tiny caveat in the plan that Mm. no one would have known. No one would have told me. She said, you need to go back to the provider who did the the genetic test and you need to say, ask this question, which I did. Mm. And the test cost me $25. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, had I not, had I not gotten with the reps, had I not stayed with it, right. I would have ended up with a ridiculous amount of money, you know, that I would have had to pay. So the story is, and I will continue to tell the story is we need to advocate for ourselves. We need to, we must protect the quality of our lives. We have to have a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. We have to enjoy our lives. We have to be inspired and I'm just not going to be any other way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, do you know if any other person has it? I mean, there's none. So this is that rare. Yep. Wow. Yep. I haven't met anybody. If anybody. So you hit the lottery on that one. I did. You really did. I did. But you know, hey, if if my journey is going to uncover some sort of research or clinical trial or ways that I can overcome this, and that'll help other people, why not? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's good. And it is. I mean, I think it's always good to tell those stories because I think in anything you, you. if somebody else is out there and would hear that, they'd be like, oh my God, that's right. something that I have. Right. You know, so it's, that's Don't good. Don't we have I'm, a moral obligation absolute, to do so? I agree with you hundred yeah, percent. why yep. not? That's, I, I agree with hundred percent. But um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Jeez. Um, after that, is there any, I have a, <laughs> I have a question. Not oh, sure. He's got a question. Disease. Anything else? <laughs> what is it? Do you have any hidden talents? Uh, Whether wiggling your ears or something that not wiggling my ears, knows. no, I can't do that. Uh, well, well, she used to sing. I did. I used to sing. You used to be a really good singer. From or you might still be a good singer. I've never I heard you sing. I haven't sung in a long time, but yep, I used to sing with bands and. Mm-hmm. But I was one of those singers when I was so shy back then that I would sing the song and then I would run off the stage <laughs> or I would do dinner theater. God, did I do dinner theater? And I would be, I wouldn't be in character. I would sing my song and the director would say, for the love of God, Tony, please stay in character till you get off the stage. That's how good I was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So that was my not so hidden talent. All right. No, if there's anything else that, we, that you can think of, but no, not that I can talk about. Uh, well, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we'll keep that. Well, it's a different show. Different okay. show. Different show. Different I time. It was this one. No, it's not this one. But thanks so much for coming out. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. And um, I just I I wish you good health. Thank you. I hope you keep going on that path. You seem to be doing well. You look great. Thank you. And I hope to see you in Cape May again sometime soon. That would be that would be fun. Yeah. Um. And uh, thanks for getting me into podcasting. You know what? You're killing it. Oh, thank you. I you appreciate are that. killing. It. I appreciate thank that. You. Very for having much. me. You're very welcome. Thanks so much. All right, there you go. That's the reason I'm doing podcasts because of Tony Reese. It's all her fault. So if you don't like the show, you talk to her and she'll, you know, she'll take care of everything. That's about it. All right. We'll see you every Thursday at 7 p.m. Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to find us, we're there. All right. Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting.